0: You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit CWOL.org. Say it one more time. Hope lives. Hope lives. Well, when I last left you, I felt like I shortchanged after I got home the first service. Because if you didn't hear about it, we had a Holy Ghost meeting in the second service. And so I'm going to give you a chance to catch up. Because I like to keep first and second service even. Sometimes we get a little wilder in second service. I don't know why, but um, I think they're a little looser understanding that nobody's going to be at the restaurant when they get there. <laughs> so I don't know. We've been talking about hope lives. Everybody say it one more time. Hope lives. And one of the things, just so you know where we were, there were lots of boats, I mean, you know. um, I I had to stay indoors or or I was gonna get, you know, it was toasty. But we kept looking at because, uh, and I was was attracted because Wesley hadn't made my shirt yet, but he finally did. Now I asked for this one, all right? Now this one's really the best one we have. (laughs) And I need you to do me a favor and go buy it out so I'll be proved right. I'm serious. I'm mm-hmm. kidding. I want you to go by so I can tell Wesley I was right. So they're going to be gone today. So be sure to get one real soon. But actually, when I was thinking about this, everywhere we went, I was looking at anchors. And just, you know, the thought and it keeps coming to me. The Bible talks about just one scripture in Hebrews that hope is really the anchor of your soul. Jesus is your hope. And so Jesus becomes the anchor of your life. I'm not your anchor. Your spouse is not your anchor. Your, your business, your career is not your anchor. Uh, what Jim was talking about, your children can't be your anchor. Uh, your football team is definitely not your anchor because they could win or lose no matter how good they are. Yes, it's true. And so you can't have anything anchor you but Jesus, and when I was looking at the boats in the harbor where we were, they all had their anchor down because they were tied up, but, but most of them. And then when we went out one time, we went on a boat and where we were so we could look at the fishes, they anchored the boat. And if you don't anchor yourself in hope, if you don't anchor yourself in Jesus, you're going to float. And a lot of believers today, they love Jesus, they're going to heaven, but I'm talking to people in this room, I'm talking to people in this room who want all that God has for them. You want it all? then I need you to understand that one of the things the Lord's been dealing with me about this subject, heart was given to me. Um, Actually, um, I'll just be honest, Robert had this on his heart. He gave this to us, and it seemed good. And I really, as I got into it, the Lord has been giving me fresh revelation of how even really as the church, we didn't, especially our church, we didn't understand the value of Bible hope. Because, see, when I first came into the, the, the message uh, of how to receive from God, um, I heard hope in this way, and that's all I put it in. Because there is a worldly hope that will do you no good. What is worldly hope? That's not an anchor. Worldly hope says this if someone says, Is God going to deliver you out of this mess? And they'll say, Well, I hope so. How many of you know that's worldly hope? and that has nothing to do with Bible hope. So you gotta understand that worldly hope and Bible hope have nothing in common really, except in our English vocabulary, it's the same word. But it has, because see, if someone's in world hope, worldly hope, in other words, they hope something's gonna change. They hope something's gonna be good. But we're not talking about that as I've been talking to you about hope. We're talking about Bible hope, which is a joyful, Expectation because last week, you know, I was sitting at home studying, and the Lord said, Change your definition because I would, I said, The, the joy is a confident expectation, and He had me in, insert the word joyful. And so, in second service, when we read through all the same scriptures that you and I read through first service, every time we saw the word joyful or rejoice, we did it, and it was crazy fun. And the truth of the matter was, there was a whole lot of it because it kept interrupting my service. (laughs) And I almost, in some places, it got so much that I skipped it because I had to get done. But we were having a meeting, and I want you to catch up. So let me see how I can get you caught up. So I'm going to get you caught up. So you might as well all stand because I'm not going to do the whole thing. Hallelujah. All right. So let's, let me find one. Um, let me find one. Okay, Romans 5, 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with our God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when I say the word joy or rejoice, whether you feel like it or not, And there are no exclusions. (laughs) Well, Pastor Mark, I'm a quiet worshiper. Not today. (laughs) I want you to literally understand that this hope that you've entered into will bring you an answer that you've been expecting. And it doesn't matter what's going on on the left of you and on the right of you, around you, what he said, she said, they said. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace through God, Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice. rejoice in what? In the in the hope of the glory of God. Oh, come on. You need one more. You need one more. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find it. You need one more. Because I got to get you... I mean, because we kept doing it and doing it, and then I kept... You know what? We got to skip over some of this. James chapter 1. Are you ready again? Yes. Because remember last week I was talking to you about... I was talking to you about the... Um, the process of walking in hope. Remember um, we got glory and tribulation and remember what happens? Tribulation then works what? Because see when, when trouble comes either you get hopeless or you decide to believe in hope. Who against hope believed in hope? So you got two choices because see tribulation is going to come. I wish I could stand up here like my, my, my friend, brother Tim, did when I got born again filled with the Holy Ghost. He said to me, now, Mark, if you'll just do the word, you'll never have another trouble. No more troubles for the longest day you live. Just do the word. If you have troubles, that means you're not doing the word. Well, he was a liar, liar, his pants were on fire. <laughs> because there's an enemy and you live in this world. Yeah. So when trouble comes, you got two choices. You either be hopeless or you're full of hope. Bible hope, all right? James chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory! Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah. Amen. Sit down. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this the trying of your faith works patience. And what happens next? And patience, ha- let patience have her perfect work that you may perfect, entire, complete, wanting what? So there's something about being joyful. So I want you, I want you to turn with me to First Peter. Now, when we see joy and rejoice, you don't have to scream anymore and shout, but on the inside, do it. Well, maybe one more time. First Peter chapter one, verse three. "Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which, according to His abundant mercy, has begotten us into a lively hope. Everybody say, hope lives. Hope lives. Why does hope live by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead? How many of you know, Jesus is our hope. He's our anchor. Because we hope in Him, not worldly hope, worldly hope has no expectation. But when you really have Bible hope, you have an expectation. And when, you, when you're expecting something, when women are about to have a baby, we say they're expecting. What are they expecting? Well, not a frog. What are they expecting? A baby, a human baby, right? One created in their likeness and in their image. And so in the same way, You and I have a living hope. Everybody say hope lives. lives. Because Jesus is raised from the dead. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled That fades not away reserved in heaven for you. Number five. Who are kept by the power of God. Through faith unto salvation. Ready revealed in the last time. Whereon now we greatly rejoice. Hallelujah. Now listen. We greatly rejoice. Now, though for a season. How long are seasons? Well, some seasons can be a day. Some seem to be longer. If you need be, you are in heaviness. I mean, you know that God is not sending you heaviness. But you live in the earth where there's an enemy. Even though he's a defeated foe, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But what do you do? Because the process, when tribulation comes, what happens? Tribulation comes, and it works patience. And then it gives you experience or a proven character, and then your character will produce hope wherein we greatly rejoice now for a season if it need be you're in heavenness through manifold temptations that the trial of your faith being much more precious than the gold that perishes though it be tried with fire might be found unto him praise and honor and glory at the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ which is the blessed hope we having s- not seen him I didn't. Jim thinks I wrote the scripture but I didn't whom having not seen him you love and though, uh, whom though you know him now you see him not believing you do what? with joy unspeakable full of glory receiving the end of your faith this started out with you have a living hope because of the resurrection and so today i want you to have even a further understanding and we're going to get into it about faith hope and love because the three of these work together more than i ever realized now, the greatest of these is love, and I don't know if it's a progression, faith, hope and love. I don't know that. All I know is that faith and hope seem to be me uh, more and more that I study it, like the spirit and the soul. They're intertwined. And when you begin to believe God for something, an expectation comes. And so I want to look at this because here, everybody say hope lives. Hope lives. And so I want you to turn with me to Romans chapter eight. Romans chapter 8, verses 24 and 25. Don't got anybody saved in this room? Yes. Now, you all know Romans 10, 9, and 10, don't you? Yes. Right? Yes. Romans 10, 9, and 10 talks about our salvation. Does everybody know it? If you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, c- confession is made unto salvation. Romans 8... 24, 25. For we are saved by hope. I thought I was saved by faith. Yes. For we are saved by hope. What is hope? It's an expectation. It's a joyful expectation. And it works together with faith. For you're saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. In other words, what about faith? Well, you don't have to see it in order to believe it. And this I want you to elevate hope. That's what I'm trying to get you to do. I want you to see like like I've been preaching on this for 28 years and I'm starting to get, see, there's an excitement coming that if I can get you a revelation, and I rarely preach to you a revelation that I'm getting, but I'm telling you there's something that you need, a missing element maybe, to how you're believing God so that you can receive. If you'll understand the that expectation and hope has a very important part. So we are saved by hope, but hope that is, not, is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for it? But if we hope for that which we see not, then do we with we with with what? So is Pastor Mark are faith and hope interchangeable? Somewhat. Somewhat, but I want you to see that they're working together. Now you know First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Anybody been through Pastor Ronda's Love Walk class? First Corinthians thirteen, and now abides this faith, hope, and love, agape. These three, the greatest of these is love. So I want to look at that. Let's talk about this review for a minute. Faith, com- so there's faith, hope, and love. How- what about faith? Faith uh, comes by. So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the. And so so we know that. Faith is released by saying. Faith is released by saying. When you got born again, you had to say out loud, what? I believe that Jesus is the son of God and he was raised from the dead. And when you made that confession, the high priest of your confession, Jesus himself made a confession to the father on your behalf. A real thing really happened. Jesus spoke your name. I mean you know if he knows the number of hairs on your head, he knows your name. He does know your name. And when you got born again, came back to the Lord, he turned to the Father and he confessed your name. He's the high priest of your confession or your profession. So faith comes by hearing, faith is released by saying, faith is expressed by doing. In other words, I'm not a hearer of the word only, but I'm a doer thereof. And then faith without, you know, um, it says in the King James works, and a lot of people think that's doing good to people. That's really not what it's talking about, even though that's the example. It's just an example. The Bible says faith is released or activated by your corresponding actions. So you hear something, like the woman with the issue of blood, she heard something. Then she said something. Then she did something. So when you hear the word of God on any subject, you're hearing it, what happens? Faith comes. We're talking about a living hope. I want to get to this. So faith comes. Number two, though, you've got to release those words. You've got to release your faith through your mouth. I don't care what anybody says because a lot of people say, you know, are you of that name it and claim it and blab it and grab it bunch? Yes. Yes. But see, what they didn't understand is they don't understand the principle. Can anyone take anything into the ditch? I tell people this all the time. Um, I've been around people who wear too much cologne. I still wear mine. I've, you know, people can kill people with cars. I still drive mine. You can take that to whatever else. But the truth of the matter is, just because someone has taken something off into a ditch, there's always a truth to this and you are having what you say it is working for you jesus said so and if you want to argue with him go ahead but you'll lose you will ha- you are having what you have said and what you believe it works positively or negatively and we know Hebrews 11, 1 says, now faith is the substance of things. It's the evidence of things not seen. Faith is, gives substance to your expectation. All right? Now let's talk about hope. Hope is a joyful, confident expectation. I am sensing and seeing that it comes from, this Bible hope comes from becoming God or having faith, because it comes when you have faith, there's an expectation, who against hope believed in hope, hope that is not seen, then it's not hope, I mean, when, when, you, when you know that you've got it, there's, let's get to this next part. Because you really, see, I, I've tried to get people, <laughs> sorry, ah, I, I've tried to get people that when they're in faith to rejoice. And it's kind of a forced thing sometimes. Because the truth of the matter is, if I'm forcing you to do it, and you don't do it on your own, you don't really believe. Because when you really believe, you have an expectation. And because you already have the expectation, then you rejoice with joy, unspeakable, full of glory, receiving the end. I'm going to work with some of you here. So until my faith begins to work, which creates a hope, a a joyful, confident expectation, and then what happens is automatically, the joy unspeakable, full of glory, because I know. It, it, it's like this. I always use this example. Um, uh, she's busy now. Oh, she's in the back. If, I, if Belinda came to me and Pastor Ron and said, hey, um, all four, my tires are, you know, I can hear them when I drive. You know, believe God with me. And we said, hey, um, Pastor Ron and I, we're going to buy you um, some new tires. Now, Belinda knows us. What would be her should-be reaction? But does she have the tires yet? But we told her we are going to buy them. And that was good enough. I'm not buying any. I I don't think you need any. Um, But you understand? The word of God should be better than my words. And when he said, it's finished... (laughs) It's over, I got this, you're healed, you're prosperous, Johnny's coming home, that's not going to bother you no more, I'm giving you a raise, you're blessed to be a blessing. When he tells you those things, there's a confident, you, and you believe them, there's a confident, joyful expectation. And so that's why you and I should be the most hopeful, therefore hilariously happy people on the planet. Because it doesn't matter what comes near us because we've decided never to be hopeless, but full of hope. And so even when the devil's trying, even when he brings something that kind of like a wet towel slaps you a little bit, when you give him a ha-ha-ha, and I Whoa, ho ha, ha, ha then, then you're in expectation or hope. But if you've heard hope taught always in a negative way, it's like don't have that, then you've missed an ingredient of what you must have in order to receive. Everybody say hope lives. Hope lives. Hallelujah. So when I expect something to happen, I act and talk a certain way. So um, somebody came up to me, and uh, John, he said, uh, do you know what Hebrews 10.23 says? And so I know that it says, according to King James, that's the way I learned it, that I uh, put up Hebrews 10.23 in the King James. Uh, and you all know this. Hebrews 10.23 says that, uh, talking about the profession of your faith. Let us do what? And how many of you know, we've learned over and over again that when you speak the word of God, you got to hold fast to it. And I didn't know this. I really didn't know this. But if you look at the word uh, faith there, it is the original word uh, elpidos. I don't know. E-L-P-I with a little thing on it. D-O-S. And it means to anticipate with pleasure. Expectation. And confident. And everywhere else that word is used in the King James Version, without exception, it's translated hope. Without exception, that word faith is translated hope. That's how interchangeable your faith and your expectation have to be. Because when you really believe something, so if you read it this way, let us hold an amplified Young's Literal um, New Living, um, all of them translated hope. Let us hold fast to the profession of our hope, our our confident, joyful expectation. Because see, we believe something. You got to have faith. You got to believe God's word. You got to speak the word you got to confess the word. you got to act like the word is true. And when you have faith, it'll push you over, I believe, into expectation. Where you confidently, and you can be joyful about it, because I got this because I believed God. Now there's faith, hope, and love. So I, I, And all these things are working together, and I want to jump ahead. But let us hold fast to the profession of our hope without wavering, for he is faithful who has promised. Amen. Then you got uh, Romans 5 and 5. We started out there. And hope, remember that one, makes not ashamed. Why? Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, uh, which is given to us. How many of you know, if you, when you get into Bible expectation or hope, you'll never be put to shame? In other words, God's word will always work for you. Has he not said it? Will he not also do it? And when you get to that place of confident, joyful expectation, you know it's yours and and the Lord will never disappoint you. The Lord will never let you down because he could swear. And remember, we looked at this in Hebrews, talking about hope, our expectation. It says because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. In other words, he made you a promise and he did something even greater. Well, they're equal, but he he gave his oath. I solemnly swear to you that what I've said to you is yours and you can have it. And your hope in him, your joyful, confident expectation, will never cause you to be ashamed. In other words, he said it, he's going to do it. But you have to get to the place where you believe, which moves you into a place of hope, Which also then begins to work with this love and hope makes not ashamed. Why? Because the love of God is working in your heart. Now, this is where this is like a circle. And then it says, What what does it say in Galatians 5 6? It says that faith works by love. So you got the love of God where? Shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. So love is not a thing, love is a person. Love is not a thing. Love is a person. God is love. And he moved in you. And so you got love working in you. I wish you could get this as good as I'm getting it. You got love working in you. And you got... He lives in you, and, and He is your hope, and, 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 and when you hear something, it's Him, and you receive it, and you believe it, and you start talking about it, and then you start acting like it's true, and it pushes you over into hope, which is a joyful, confident expectation, and no matter what comes, you're bouncing around and joyful and happy and lifting your hands and praising Jesus and excited, and, and things start happening for you that aren't happening for anybody else because you got this love because you know cause love and it's working on the inside of you and it causes your faith to work, which causes your hope to work, which causes you to have this love in you, which causes your faith to work, which causes your hope to work, which causes this love to grow on the inside of you and the more you got this circle working and working and working and working and you'll never be disappointed. You'll never be let down no matter what the devil has ever tried to put you in because you're holding fast to your profession of hope and confidence in the Lord because you know he swore it he said I solemnly swear to you because I can't find anybody else greater to swear by I promise you that I'm going to keep my word to you I'm making an oath to you so much so that he made a covenant with us praise God now how does this look how does this work um, in Acts chapter 3 verse 5 The first real, well, no, the second real sermon I ever preached was of the man at the gate called Beautiful. So he's a special guy to me. Um, But in Acts 3.5, it says Peter and John were there and they were going to the temple to pray. And if a natural expectation, I don't know what this man was doing, but I like what the Bible says here. And he gave heed unto them expecting. Everybody say expecting. Now, he, he gave it. heed and then expecting to receive something of them. And then John said what? Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. But I want you to know, even if this was just a natural expectation, if you take it and make it into a godly expectation, if it worked there for him, it'll really work for you. Because you have a godly uh, Bible expectation. But I wanted you to see that it was really important. And we talked about the woman with the issue of blood. Mark chapter 10. Let's look there. Well, no, yeah, that's blind Bartimaeus. I want to look at him too. Mark chapter 10. <clears throat> Mark 10. So, you know, blind Bartimaeus, you know, here Jesus was going by. Son of David, have mercy on me. There's so many things we could talk about. And everybody around him was like, what? You know, shut up, sit down. You know, he ain't listening to you. Verse 49, and Jesus stood still. Verse 49, called and 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 commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man saying, be a good comfort, rise. He calls you. So, and the people tell him to shut up. Now they're like, oh, he wants you. And he did what? Everybody say, cast away, cast away his garment. Rose, and then what'd he do? Because this now faith and hope working together here and expectation. He believed something because it called on him. At that time, Jesus was only one place at one time. He stopped because he heard faith. And then I want to submit to you then hope kicked in because he had a joyful confident expectation. And he knew that as soon as he went to Jesus, he would never ever have to beg again. In that day, you've heard this said, most of you understand this, that in that day they in order to beg, he was assigned a beggar's cloak from what I understand. And so it really, people understood who he was by that garment. In other words, it identified him. Be careful what identifies you. You're in him. That's your identifier. I'm a Christian. I'm in Christ. Don't let anything identify you more than that. Everything else after that should be a description of you but it doesn't identify you. I am a born-again one. And that cloak identified him. So he was in expectation, and that's why he laid it aside. And he went to Jesus, and he was healed. Now, the woman with the issue of blood. This is a classic message that the Lord put in here for us of how to receive from him this little woman who, had an issue of blood, but understanding now about Bible hope, even though it doesn't say anything about hope, a certain woman, verse 25, with the issue of blood, twelve years, suffered many things and many physicians, spent all she had, nothing better grew worse. When she have heard of Jesus, the first thing about faith, you gotta hear. She came behind and pressed and touched his garment, for she said, What does faith do? It releases. If I may but touch his clothes, I'll be healed and behold. And straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And then Jesus, immediately knowing in self-virtue, had gone on him, said, who touched my clothes? The disciples said, you see the multitude thronging, they didn't say, who touched me? And he looked around about to see her, to see the thing, to see this, who done, had done this thing. The woman, fearing and trembling, uh, uh, what was done to her, came and fell down before him and she told him all the truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith. Everybody say, my faith, my faith can make me whole. Go in peace and be whole of your plague. But I want to see, now that you know about expectation, if she really didn't believe anything was going to happen, she would have just kept talking. She heard something. Faith came. She began to say, and this is where a lot of people today are stuck. I want to get you unstuck. Can I get you unstuck? I'm unsticking myself. I want to get you unstuck. Because how I many you know, confession is very vital. She said within herself, if I could touch the him, if I can touch him, I'll be made now, But she really then got into an expectation. Now in that time, Jesus was one place one time, and so she was fortunate enough that he was near. And she went and she, you all know the obstacles that she faced. She was supposed to be yelling, unclean, unclean. She wasn't supposed to be out in public. She pushed through the crowd because everybody was thronging around him. She touched him. Virtue went out of him because she had this confident, joyful expectation. Her faith began to work with hope, which is joyful expectation. And she experienced the love of God because healing is definitely the love of God in manifestation. I'm telling you that that's available for you today. And some of you, if you just make an adjustment, understand, if you're not there where it's natural yet, yes, I, I, would, I want you to rejoice until you believe it. But it's just like confession. There's a confession unto faith and there's a confession of faith. Just like joy. Um, I sometimes make myself be happy. I make myself say ha, 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 ha. Sometimes when I don't feel like it, I've had a Kleenex in one hand and a ha-ha out of my mouth. That's confusing. Yeah, to the devil. But then I I believe we're getting into a place of expectation that is going to change your life.